We're back. We are back. Parked in turn one. Here to talk about the races, the pageantry, the irritations, all of it. We're back. Bo, <laughs> what do you say tonight, man? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm ready to jump into it. I feel like it's 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 only been, what, an, a week off, but it feels like so much yeah. longer, I think. So, no, well, I'm excited. Yeah, and that one's my fault. Yeah, so that was my fault for taking the week off. You know, I went camping with the family. Uh, was Shame on you for that, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know it. I know it. But listen, um, so let's just jump into it. I mean, you and I, we haven't been riding, so we don't have any personal things to talk about, really. But we're just living vicariously through these American racers. Am I right? Absolutely. Um, That's what we have to so, do. So, you know, I, I don't want to talk too much about Moto America at Brainerd, but I do want to touch on it. You know, in Superbike, we did have a little crash where, uh, you know, Gagne was really, really lucky not to get hit by a bike, but they red flagged the race because his bike was in the middle of the circuit. And then right after he went down, the next corner, Baz went down. Gagne was able to pick his bike up and return to the grid on the red flag. Baz was not. His ba- his bike was just destroyed. So, um, consequently, they restarted the race as a full race. Gagne started at the front. Gagne won race one after crashing. Shocker. Um, so, I, I, I did. The one thing I will take away is that Bobby Fong looked more like Bobby Fong. He finished second in that first race, and I was like, finally, man, great. Um, race two was more of the same. I mean, look, uh, Gagne this year, he, he's just got Moto America Superbike by the short hairs. They can't touch him. Then nobody can mess with him. It doesn't matter what happens. I mean, he crashed, he still won. So at this point, Gagne, I'm ready to crown him Superbike champion, Moto America, and, uh, move on to 2022. I mean, you agree? Am I out of line with that? I don't believe so. Uh, I mean, we've seen it all year. Like you said, I mean, there's nothing that's really standing out um, with a lot of these weekends anymore. And I mean, it's the Jake Gagne show this year, really. And and more power to Jake Gagne. But <laughs> yeah, that's not know, to that, take it that, away that, from him. Yeah, I'm not trying to say he shouldn't do it. It's bad for race. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, as a viewer, you kind of know what's going to happen before it happens. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but you go to Super Sport, and, and it's the same. I mean, Richie Escalante crashed in race two when he had a big lead over SDK. But really, SDK is not putting a foot wrong right now. So he will win the Super Sport crown. I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. I mean, do you – I mean, dispute me. Change um, my mind. No, we said it last time, I believe. And, you know, I'm done with I'm done with SDK whenever it comes to American racing. SDK needs to be out of America. And he's gone. He needs to get, a, get, yeah. a, get across the pond and start taking it to those boys. Right. And and listen, for all of you out there that are talking about, whoa, the money, the money this, the money that, I have always stood on this premise. You know, you're 19 years old. Um, you could make more money probably um, in Superbike versus going to Moto2. But that Superbike money is not going to go up to the extent that it will if you're in MotoGP. Right. If you're in MotoGP and you're doing well and you do the right things, and let's say pie in the sky, you end up on the VR46 team with that machine that is his clothing uh, business on the side. and I mean, people be wearing SDK stuff. You'll be riding a Ducati. I mean, I mean the world's your oyster, brother. Right. So, you know, I, I think 
that there is some truth to the fact that financial concerns do come into it because more money would be available. I mean, I'm sure Cameron Bobier did take a pay cut to go to Moto2, but it's what else did he have to accomplish? Now, maybe this year it would have been good racing for him and Gagne, but really, if he was going to take a shot, he had to go ahead and do it. And I think same for SDK right now. Go take your shot. You can always come back, get that money when you're 24, 25 if it doesn't work out. you got plenty of years of racing left. Yeah, Let's go over yeah. there and, and fight with the best in the world, right? Well, yeah, and, and then you look at that as well. You know, just to touch real quick, you know, is it, it, when he goes over there, he builds that skill a little bit more to come back over. And I don't want to say it'll make it easier to, to you know be successful no. around here but it will it will You're definitely give better. you yes he's going to have a he's going to have an edge that's all there is to it 100 percent, i agree yeah so um with that said that's where i'm at with moto america i still love the guys i love i i i giggle listening to roger hayden announcing his races <laughs> it just makes me laugh but not because he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's not what I mean. He he's really really knowledgeable, but he's not what he's never been to broadcasting school. You know what I mean? Right. So I I love I love how conversational his tone is, mm-hmm. and it just it just makes me laugh. So I enjoy listening to him. But um, I'm ready to move on to uh, to you know World Superbike. I think it was a little bit more intriguing over there. I mean, you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was uh, that uh, the circuit. Um... Uh, Autodrome most that they were at this year or to this weekend, um, that was a stressful circuit to watch. I don't know how you felt about it, but it was just a a tight tight track. And did you hear them say that they race the they have truck races on that track? Yeah, so that blows here, my mind. Uh, I, this track I'd never heard of it. Number one, okay. So you're telling me. That in America we have one world class facility, but in the Czech Republic they have two. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding well, me? So, so I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say, looking at the video and around this track, uh, it, for for me to call this track a world class facility, it's a bit of a stretch to me. It didn't look world class. But they class, have. You they know? have. Yeah, they, no, they brought it up to standards. They put a lot of effort into the track to bring it up to the I world agree. superbike standards. Yeah. So they admitted that they did. You know, they even talked about it a little bit. But yeah, and there were yeah. still some issues. You know, when the when the rain started coming down, you could see the slick spots. There were some cracks that were in the pavement that were starting to show with the rain in between. Um, so I mean, there were definitely some some quirks about this track. But this track was just so physical and and the riders were always doing something you know there's no there's nowhere to rest you know no Um, no it was it was an interesting and i and i found it really an interesting circuit to watch from uh, touching on what you're saying there because you had that pretty long front straight and then you had a really tight turn one into two and what we saw top rack or should we just call him stop rack (laughs) that guy i mean have you seen the video on facebook right now of him on the front wheel for so long just rear wheel in the air it was just incredible i i have never in my life seen anyone as as consistently good in a super hard braking zone as top rack is i mean he is he has earned that name Stop Rack for sure. I mean, I could joking, that guy. I could jokingly know. say that I was that good for a second in a break zone, but 
We mm. all we all know how that turned out. The problem with yours, and uh, and just just as an as I didn't a, I didn't as stick a disinterested observer, <laughs> is that your your rear wheel came up a little too high. You didn't control <laughs> the brake lever pressure as well. Also, I bet you didn't dangle because when he saw when I saw him doing that, he was dangling. Maybe if I it had, was amazing. Maybe if I had, I'd still be riding right now, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, you could see it. His braking marker was so much later than everyone else's. Yeah. It just really was. So it was amazing. But you know, the, the, o- the only person that really had anything for him was Scott Redding. You know, and I don't think that was – Scott Redding, I don't think, was as consistent on the brakes as Top Rack is. No. Just because I think Scott Redding's was more of a, no, I don't want you to pass me, so I'm going to, you know, just try oh, to yeah. be, you I'm know. Just it was risk a, it. It was risk an it impulse move. Biscuit, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, let's let's hang on a second. So in race one, we had Raz Gatlioglu finishing first. Redding finishing second, and Ray crashed out. Uh, that was a big deal. Um, Locatelli yeah. finishing third, his second podium, also a big deal. But, you know, I think for the championship, this was a huge moment. Now, watching what happened to Jonathan Ray, I'm not really sure why the front let go. Uh, and neither he, he said in his post-race comments that neither was he. Um, but, you know, I, that happens. This is racing. Now, it's happened to Ray twice this year, and and I'm and I had the thought in my mind when that happened that you know he doesn't crash very often, but crashes sometimes come in bunches, right? So he he might he might be in that crash bunch right now, and he may lose the world title to Top Rack, even though he's still in the lead. Uh, but you know, it doesn't change my mind about Ray. He's had two crashes in two weekends, but or three weekends, but you know, he, he came back and did okay. It's just, he had a crash in race one. So, you know, all, all credit to him, but back to the people that finished the race, Redding looked really good in race one, but he allowed top rack to get him right close to the end of the lap. And he was a little upset about that move. He was not happy about it after the race. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't I, think there was anything wrong with the move. I, so, you know, whenever he gave his post-race interview and he said, you know, when his knee's on the deck and, and I'm thinking, there's no way your bike was leaned over that far. You know, you weren't. It, then they showed the replay and sure enough, I mean, you know, his knee was just about down in the ground and he pulled it back up and he, you know, and he got to, he stood up. But, uh, you know, honestly, that move from top rack, he knew it was coming. Two turn, two or yes. three turns he, before that, he had already gotten a nice big long lunge from Top Rack that he ended, he got back on the cup. He was able to repass on the cutback, but he knew it was coming. Ray, or excuse me, Redding is not as big of a championship threat as Top Rack is. I mean, you can't be. You, I'm. I can see both sides of the coin. I can understand why he yep. might be upset. But at the same time, I don't think Scott Redding would have thought twice to do the same thing to Top Rack if the, if no, the tables were turned. No, I, you know? I've had no problem with it. And number one, he never touched him. You know? Yeah. And, um, and, 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 and I, uh, I, listen, if you didn't want him, if you don't want. Close Top the rack, door. Close the door. Close the door. Make him go around the outside. Your bike is faster. Make him go yep. a long way around, and you can do it. But I see this. I don't know how many. I don't know how many more times people got to get let Top Rack get them on the brakes before they figure out. When you see plus zero on your board, you know the pit board that they the only way they communicate to the riders <laughs> is when you see that with Top Rack behind you. 
what do you think is going to happen? You oh, have yeah. to close every door because if you leave it open an inch, uh, Captain uh, Front Wheel will come through there. You know, top, you know, dangling it off. Top rack on this Yamaha, he knows how to exploit every strength of that bike. Uh, I oh, mean, absolutely. He absolutely, absolutely. does. And, and and you know, I thought Top rack on a on a Kawasaki was good. Uh, we saw, he he looked like he really grew quite a bit on the Kawasaki, but Top Rack on this Yamaha is just a lot stronger. He's a so, beast, man. Uh, you know. He's a beast. Yeah, it, it's so, really impressive. Yeah, I, but the thing is, you know, um, I, I didn't have a problem with the move. I know Redding had a little bit of sour grapes, had a bit of a moan after it, um, uh, but uh, you know, that's the way. That's racing, man. It, like you said, close the door. You knew he was coming. Yeah. All right. But third place, Locatelli. Man, I feel like I'm so smart right now. I called it from the beginning. This kid is getting better every week. He is really, really going to be, I think, a challenger uh, for the title in the coming years. I really do. I, I, I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't be. He's fast. He's coming to grips with that superbike now. Yeah. No, he looked good. I mean, he's consistent too. And that, you know, he's doing what he's got to do. He's running. Not only is he finishing races and bringing the bike home in one piece, he's bringing the bike yep. home towards the front of the uh, front of the pack. So he's doing what he's got to do. Uh, you know, as a as a first time super bike rider, and and he's learning so quickly. And it it bothers me so much to have to admit that you were right. Um, but yeah, you called this one. <laughs> Well, don't worry, man. You'll be bothered a lot more in your life because I'm right a lot. But, you know, it, it's... It, <laughs> but, you know, uh, in fourth, we had Michael Rubin Rinaldi. I mean... This is a good finish for he, him. I mean, it was a good finish. But but, but here's, what, here's what I think happens with Michael Rubin Rinaldi. Do you think it's possible that they make him cover his eyes and reach into a bag before every race, and whatever number he pulls out is where he has to finish. Is that what they do there? Because I have no idea which Rinaldi's showing up. Race to race, week to week, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> who I knows? Mean, yeah, I definitely... I, I can see that, you know. I mean, I mean, obviously not realistically. That's not what happens. But no, you're correct, and, and you don't know what kind of... Michael Rubinati is going to show up and what, what kind of race he's going to have. I mean, Axel Bassani, you know, right there with him on a, on a factory, uh, Panigale. So, um, man, I love, I love watch. I I'm, I'm so excited to see Bassani, you know, I mean, he's, he's just doing such a good job this year. He really is. Yeah. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're, you're all good. He's, I mean, just echoing that he's, he's coming on strong and, and his finishes have gotten clearly gotten better. I think what was his, uh, one of his first top tens was in uh, not Assen, but Mazzano. You know, and ever since then, he's gotten seems like he's gotten a lot of momentum, and now he's starting to fight towards uh, yep. towards this top ten position consistently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and the last in the last few weeks, I mean, he's really been fighting for that top five at some point during the race. Now he may have fallen off a little bit or whatever, mm -hmm. but you know, he's there, and I I think the talent's there for this guy. So we may be looking at a a factory ride for him in the near future somewhere. Um, in sixth place. Garrett Gerloff. Now, Garrett Gerloff may have been the earliest breaker into turn one by about a hundred yards this week. If it was unbelievable. If Garrett Gerloff did not win Gentleman of the Weekend at Autodrome Most this weekend, I'm sorry. There's no nobody is would win that award because I guarantee Garrett Gerloff had the best start off the line out of all three races 
and Garrett yeah, he Gerloff, smoked the start, man. And, it was and so Garrett Gerloff stopped. He parked the bike in turn one, and he said, "You guys want you guys want to go ahead and go on through." And he let uh, uh, you know, and and obviously we're uh, you know we're exaggerating here, but no, this is all goes back to the the incident in Assen with Toprak, yep. the yep. closed door conversation that happened with Yamaha. Oh. Um, I, I would have loved to be and, a fly on the wall, but I would not have wanted to be Gerloff. You know, I, and I and I hate it because you know Ange called it um, in the. I mean, turned one in race one. Ange called it. She said he's gun shy, and, and I completely, oh, yeah. I, 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 yep. I absolutely believe it. I agree with her, and he you should know, be though. He has to be right now. He that, has that's to be so, no, that I don't think so. And here's why I don't think oh. so. I think Yamaha oh. pulled the Yamaha yanked the reins too hard. I don't think no. Yamaha. No, no, no. Listen to me. Hear me out. Yamaha would not have done that if it was Jonathan Ray that he took out in turn one at Assen. Yamaha, Yamaha would not have yanked the reins that hard if it was if it was Jonathan well, Ray. Well, maybe not. Maybe because not. you have to go. But back it wasn't and, Johnny Ray. You no, know, it wasn't. It was Top Rack, and uh, you know, and and obviously, what kind of conversations would we have had now had Top Rack not been taken out of that race and now been leading the championship? Um, right. You know, by right. a, by a decent, you know, probably a decent margin. So, I, you know, I, I see. I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no, no, your no, point. no, no. Continue. Go ahead. So, to your point about it, if it had not been Rascatlioglu. Yamaha wouldn't have yanked the reins as hard as but hard. The other riders, but but the other riders have taken notice, and there are I mean, Ray, well, yeah, Rasgat, Redding. I mean, everybody knows. So everybody we can go down said the, something about it. So here's the severity right. of of the roles of if we go down of who who woulda coulda shoulda you know who it would have been, and this is all speculation right. obviously. If it obviously it was Raz Gatlioglu, so you know that's a yeah. fellow Yamaha compatriot. You don't do that. That's and that's why Yamaha no, said, uh-huh. okay, we're gonna have a chat. If it's Ray. Ray's on the safety commission for these riders, so Ray's going to have a huge problem with it because it is a yep. it's, it is a big problem. We talked about it, you know. And yep. then if it's Redding, Redding is the most outspoken and and fiery personality in the paddock. So Ray's going to all he's going to do is or excuse me, I'm Redding, and so all Redding is going to do is make a bunch of noise about it. So that's what's going to garner its attention, you know. But it, but, and, which but it his should noise have, was not unwarranted. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, it yeah. wasn't. I'm just saying you know this is what we have, and these are the people that are. In the front of the pack, and this is the reputation that Gerloff has made for himself. But I do not think that Yamaha would have yanked the reins that hard if it was not a Yamaha rider that it happened to. Well, I, I I didn't know if you had watched the race, but I was watching the run up to the race. I usually just skip all the lead up, you know, to the race. But I was watching the run up to the race, and they they put the camera on Garrett Gerloff, and his face somber, somber, and was not having a good time. Yeah. No, he, he, every he, picture. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. they got his a." They, oh, sorry, <laughs> they got him. They got in him. <laughs> and I started to laugh a little bit. So then, and then when I saw it and turned one, I was like, "Woo!" I would not want to be in that chair and, in and, that meeting. But and that's why I say that I think that it that was it was done a little bit too hard um, as far as the the conversation because now what you've done is your riders. You know that was your rider that had shown other than top rack. Garrett Gerloff, to me, was the number two Yamaha rider this year. If he had, I disagree. It's it's not like it was not. Uh, okay, we, I mean we we can disagree that. I but. mean now, I, but but yeah, no, go ahead. I mean, but I early in the year, yes. Now, no. 
Well, so if you take away the incidents that Groloff has had, who do you? What do you have? You would have had it. You'd have had a Groloff towards the front, further towards the front than than Andrea Locatelli. But you know, those are the issues that you have. But now you've got a Groloff who was your number two, who was one of your better riders, your number two rider at a Yamaha, and now you've made him gun shy. You know, so now he's a bit he's a bit timid on what he's actually going to be, you know, the moves that he can make. But then you also put him at a track where this whole track was almost a one line track all the way around. So there are yeah, it really was. There's not a ton over. of passing so, area. Yeah. So this weekend was good for Gerloff, I think. Um, right. it, it was it, it was good. It, it was a it oh, made him. I'm, I was happy with it. I think he made. I think he had pace to be faster than Bassani in race one. I think he had pace to be faster than uh, Rinaldi in, in race one. You know, he didn't finish oh, that I far off so these too. guys. He but just he thought him. It, it looked he, like he was following him. But he was so calculated about everything and the decisions that he made, and I think that that's what you know Garrett Gerloff probably needed a little bit. But I don't want to see this continue into further rounds. I want Garrett mm-hmm. Gerloff to still be to to have a more calculated calculated aggression about him sure well look we we all want garrett gerloff to be on the podium and on the top step of the podium i there's no dispute for me there but what i if you have to give me the choice of garrett the missile or garrett the sixth place finisher or fifth place finisher i'm gonna take that fifth place finisher every time because he you just can't make a living that way right and i understand and, i agree and with and, and so and so now if you look at you know the fastest laps of the race, you know Garrett had the, a faster lap than Locatelli, right? Like he was he was faster. Like his fastest lap was almost a little over two tenths faster than Locatelli. The difference between Gerloff and Locatelli right now is number one, Garrett's in the doghouse, right? Yeah, he is, yeah. and and that's. And, and Locatelli's starting to figure it out. So you're right. Like if you would if you would have given it's me confidence. in the first it's all confidence right the five weeks of the year, you know, Locatelli wasn't there. He was what ten, twelve, eight. Yeah. He was there. And, and but now we see Locatelli consistently in the top five, and now he's he's got a couple podiums. So you know, let's see where Gerloff is next week. But the sixth place this time was what he needed to do. He didn't take any risk. He was probably really sad because he felt like he was faster, but he knew anything, if anything happened, he was going to be sent home and be done. Yeah. And so he was like, all right, well, then then here's what we're going to do. We'll finish six. And this was one of the first times in a long time that he wasn't the top independent finisher when he finished the race. Um, right, yeah, it, because but he he also did not lose that many points to Abasani. You know what I mean? So it's a fairly no, smart no. smart race. Yeah, too, right, it was a smart, yeah. calculated ride. It was the right thing he needed to do it. And to your point, that maybe they did jerk the range too hard, but it was the right thing. He needed that this weekend. We needed it. We every the riders around him needed it. Everybody needed to see. Like, okay, I'm not going to go crazy. Um, HRC or Team Scooby Doo, as I like to call them. Um, they're seventh and eighth with Bautista and Haslam there. Um, I don't have a good answer in a straight line. That bike is a rocket ship, right? And they can't, they can't seem to get it to turn or to have a consistent race pace. Um, I, I don't, I, their qualifying was so much better than their race pace. And I don't, I, I mean, the race pace for Haslam was one and a half seconds. His best lap was one and a half seconds off of qualifying. So, 
I don't know. You know what I mean? If you contrast that with Razgatlioglu, his best lap in the race was 0.9 seconds. That's a big. That's a big gap. 0.6 is a big gap. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's it's really strange, but that's where they are. I mean, do you have any, no, any I think, thoughts or? I, you... I, I think race conditions in race one were a little sketchy. Um, I think that was, sure. uh, you know, it was the track, it a little the bit. track was drying out just a little bit, you know, and we've seen that, but everybody had to race on that. Right. But certain riders are better in certain weather conditions than others, you know, and, and the bike setup might not have been there for the, maybe that Honda is a little bit too stiff, uh, you know, to be able to ride in, in a, uh, a more adverse weather condition. Than the well, you should buy me one so we can figure that out. I'm working on it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, cool. Well, maybe our sponsors will come through. I don't know. <laughs> um, so we had Tom Sykes in ninth uh, for BMW, a top 10. So, again, consistently in that top 10. I, to your point about the mixed conditions, brand new track, I, I wasn't surprised they weren't closer to the front. I wasn't surprised. Um, and then, uh, you know... But Tom Sykes still doing a good job for BMW when Vandermark crashed out. So, right. yeah. I mean, what, what do you want? I can't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I felt like, you know, race one was a little bit as it were. Alex Lowe's didn't have a great race. He and, he and uh, Davies crashed in the same place, um, but they didn't hit each other. I don't know what, what happened. Um, I, I do want to say, though, after race one, I wrote down a couple of thoughts. And one of them that top right... Toprak might be the best rider on the grid right now. He, if he's not, he's very close to Jonathan Ray. I, he may be the best. I think it's hard. It's difficult to say that just because of how dominant Jonathan Ray has been for the past uh, six right. years. So, so no, I mean, and I think that's part of the reason why it's difficult is you know you can't admit that somebody else has reached that level just yet. You know, and, and Toprak's not. Uh, I won't say not proven. But, you know, he doesn't have the longevity as far as championships go. But and he doesn't as have the pedigree. As, yeah, I get it. As far as this year's championship is concerned, um, no, I agree. Top Racks, he's got the momentum right now. He's got confidence. He's he's The ball's in his court, you know, with this. So um, I, don't, I don't think that's an unfair statement at all to make. And, um, yeah. and that's not to take anything away from Jonathan Ray because, you know, we know that Jonathan Ray is – one of the most race savvy riders out there and yep. you know his yep. second crash in this race i wanted to i wanted to say and ask um the second where he crashed was that not where jonas folger went off and looked like he had blown his engine it was in that was it in the same turn or was it in a different turn that's a great point i i don't know um i wasn't paying that close of attention i know it was turn one between coming into one where ray crashed so maybe. Oh no no, no I'm but sorry. No, no one no, else no. had a problem. No, um, no, his last crash. So his first crash was in turn one, but the second crash that uh, took him out oh. of it was was in that was in one of the right-handed turns in the second oh, or third right, right, sector. Right. Okay. Or, excuse me, third okay. or fourth sector. Um, yeah. You know that, and that's where I, I think Jonas Folger. I think that's where his engine had kind of given up the ghost, and there was a lot, been. there was a lot of smoke spray there. So you don't know if there's yeah. something on the track. Obviously, they right. would have called it if there was something on the track, but but I'm we don't sure. know, you know. And and maybe Ray still had something going on with the bike because he, you know, that bike flipped over in turn one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out that Jason Uribe, yes, who follows me on Instagram, Track Day Dads. What's up? Um, he was over there racing his first race. Well, he crashed out, but 
Point being, we had two Americans on the grid, so that was amazing. That was great. I was excited about that. Um, now let's move on after race one, unless you got something else to add. No, no, good with that. All right, so real quick, let's touch on the Super Bowl race. Mm -hmm. Once again, Top Rack was Top Rack was really good. Redding again finishing second. So I I think um, right now with Ray finishing third, and I think right now what we're seeing is that these last few weeks, I mean, Top Rack, with the exception of Assen, has had Ray's number. He really has. Um, he he he's making it hard for Jonathan Ray to keep up with him, and I think that's why Ray crashed in at mo in the first race because I think he was trying to push to keep up with Top Rack, but um, you know he he tried many times to pass Top Rack into turn one, but that was not happening. Um, and I, I you know right now Rescatliaglu is just showing us all that he is a he is for real challenger he's yeah, and he's, he's here, here to, here to stay it. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think that the, you know the Super Bowl, or excuse me, this weekend, um, it has now forced Jonathan Ray from championship mo uh, championship management to championship fight. Uh, you know, he's only three yeah. points ahead in the championship, so he's really got to pay attention to what he's doing right now, um, and not only race well and bring home the bike and not crash, but he's got to finish second or first. Because he yeah, knows if absolutely. he doesn't finish first, he knows who's going to be finishing, who yeah. is going to, you know. So yeah. he's got a fight on his hands, and it's exciting for he us. He does. Absolutely. Well, I think so. Um, but, you know, so we had Gerloff again, really not aggressive at all, finishing again in sixth. Mm -hmm. But he was the top independent finisher. Tom Sykes finishing in fifth. That's a great finish for him. Uh, Locatelli right up there at the top again in fourth. At Lonely fourth. He was a good ways behind Ray. But... You know, good race for him. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick before I moved to race two. And in race two, what we saw was that Redding made a break like he did in race one. But this time he was able to get out ahead and break the grasp of Raz Gatlioglu. And he, read, he read a, rode a great race. So Redding finished first, Raz Gatlioglu finished second, and Jonathan Ray finished third. Um, so, I mean... Top Rack wasn't close to Redding, and Ray wasn't close to Top Rack. But, you know, I, I think that's for Redding, he's returned to form. I think we're seeing the confidence back with Redding on top of the bike again. Do you agree? Um, I'm, I'm very hesitant to put kind of stamps on Scott Redding um, just because I feel like he changes week to week so much. Um, you know, we see really good finishes out of Scott Redding. Well, it's but two weekends in a row, though, right? Well, I mean, uh, so Scott Redding is a consistent top five rider, right? We want to – we can yeah. put that on him. So, um, you know, within that top five, I don't want to say I, – I don't expect him to win next week is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Going into the next weekend, I, I don't expect to see um, Scott Redding to dominate like this again. Um just so you know, so I'm hesitant to say that. Yeah, Scott Redding's found his feet again. Um, he did well, look good this weekend. See. You know, I, I don't want to take yeah. it away from him. He did look good this he weekend. He looked good. He looked um, good this weekend. He looked every good every race. So um, you know, in which you know these these tracks kind of have a similarity with Aston. You know, Aston's a pretty physical track. They're always moving around. You know, the bike's always cranked over doing something. Um, you know, there's not a lot of time to rest. Uh, I right. think that you know. So maybe 
maybe there's something to it. I don't know. I just I'm a bit hesitant to uh, to put labels on you. Scott Redding, you know, other than the. All right, you hate Scott Redding. Fact- no, I, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> just messing with you. Oh, I love messing with you, man. It's the but highlight no, of my you, day. You know, I, I think that to to kind of talk about what we you know with Razgatli, you you mentioned that you know. Top rack wasn't really close to Redding. Ray wasn't close to top rack in this race. Um, I think that this was the first time that Ray has really locked down to say, okay, this weekend is not my weekend. I had a really crappy first race. It wasn't. He didn't have it all weekend. He just didn't. It's time to just, I've got to lock this one in, you know, take the points, get out of here, and then we'll try it again next weekend. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that was, that's, that's true. And that's, that's what champions do though. He knew he didn't have it. Don't come out here and do it. Um, the only other note that I made that was notable about race two is that I said, Gerloff, Gerloff, yeah, notable notes. Uh, Gerloff was just out there turning laps and we've already talked about it at length. So he was just, you know, he followed those two Ducatis of, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the BMW, and the uh, and the Kawasaki, sorry, the mm-hmm. other race was the Ducatis, um, but he followed those three dudes, and I kept thinking, and I kept watching him, thinking, well, he's going to make a move here. No, never did. No, because yeah. I thought that nope. you know, I, I think that he was actually in front of Alex Lowe starting the race, and then the next thing I knew, that Alex Lowe had thrown a move. Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. on the first or second lap, right, to go yep. up underneath Garrett Gerloff. I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't think Garrett Gerloff's going to throw that back at him just because. Nope. You know, he's not going to do it. It, He's like, know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this eighth place in the top independent finisher again. And, that's and maybe what that's I'm what doing. Yamaha said. Yamaha said, you're not allowed to pass anyone this weekend. You have to stay. If someone gets in front of you, you can't go. Well, back he did pass him. Tom Sykes, but Acc- that was, maybe accidentally. Was... I mean, Jesus whiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, Locatelli finishing fourth, Michael Rubin Rinaldi finishing fifth. I mean, these mm-hmm. Locatelli's doing what we thought he would do. Rinaldi is, like I said, I don't know what. I'm going to get with Rinaldi. If you talk about not wanting to put faith in somebody. He's tough. That dude, I have no clue. I mean, I guess Ducati itself, like the Aruba IT team, I, I guess. I, I don't know. What in the world? But like, I can't I even. They're going to do every week. It's still, I can't enjoy it, though, either because, you know, Chaz Davies didn't do better than him. So, you know, there's right. my letdown again. So I, I normally am happy when Davies does better than Rinaldi, but then, you know. We've, we've yeah, been over this I, before. We did. Well, you you definitely don't like Rinaldi <laughs> or Redding, so you hate Ducati. We ba- get it, man. Basically, totally get basically it. in my eyes, Redding, Rinaldi, and Paul Spargro are having barbecues every weekend. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would like to point out that Jason Uribe did finish this race, but not in the points or anything, but he finished it. And, yeah. you know, it's a track he didn't know, a brand-new team, and – do I think Jason is going to go up there and finish top tens? No, I don't. Um, but I think it's great that he's over there. Yeah, I'm so happy uh, that right. another American is in the paddock. And, Me too. And, and Me too. That, us, we're, so. we're the same. We're the same. So um, that's great. So that's what I had for Superbike. Are you good? Yeah, yeah, I, I am good to go. Okay. Well, so for Super Sport... I, so man, here's my thing. I, so we saw in race one, we we really did. We see um, Stephen Odendahl coming back there. Hang on a second, I can get my computer to work with me a little bit here. Um, we see St- Stephen Odendahl, 
and he comes out and he wins race one. And I was like, okay, Stephen Odendahl, maybe he's got something. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez got his first podium, and Philip Odell finished third. So, but what I want to say about race one is that Odendahl got so lucky that that race was over because in true Agurter fashion this year, he had started to pick the pace up. And he was more than a few tenths a lap faster the previous two laps in the leading group. So he was coming. And that red flag really saved that race for Odendahl, in my opinion. What do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean... Uh, Gonzalez had something for him, too, I think. I, I think... I think Gonzalez fancied his chance to win. No, definitely. He wasn't I mean, happy he, with that second. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was only three-tenths off, you know, so definitely he might have been saving something in his back pocket, you know, waiting for those last right. couple laps to come through, and then, you know, red flag was, yep. was thrown. So. Well, I, I, and so they threw it with eight laps to go, and I – or maybe they were on – maybe they had seven when they would cross the line. But, I, I mean, Dominic Agurter was was coming – he really was, and I yeah. thought, okay, well, he's he's going to get at least get to uh, Philip Odell. He might get everybody, um, but you know, red flags. What are you going to do? So good on Stephen Odendahl for being out front, and um, I'm happy that Gonzalez got his first podium. Um, Caracasulo was racing for the injured Maria Herrera. That dude put it up into fifth place. So maybe it was the bike. Maybe. What do you think? We'll see. Once it, you know, I'm not. I'm not ready to. Uh... <laughs> he also hates Caracasulo. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Bo hates Caracasulo. Redding, Rinaldi hates them all. No, I mean, obviously, Caracasulo's talents there. You know, he was there with. Uh, he raced with um, with Krumenacker. You know, those guys were throwing him back and forth with the Evan Brothers team a couple years ago. So we know the talents there. But maybe you're right. Maybe there's something that wasn't clicking with the team. Maybe there's something on the yep. bike. You know. Yep. Uh, we'll see. You know, next. Well, next he beat weekend, his former teammate Cluzel. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see. Um, you know, uh, the thing in this race early on was that Ken Onchu really, or I call him Jan Onchu, Jan Onchu, he was fast. Yeah, he was. He was fast. And, and he he was, slid back, but you know, he's a wild card though, man. I, I mean, he's just he's aggressive, and, and just some of his moves are just. Yeah, I know. They I don't make you go. They're, Ooh. Yeah, they're. I, I mean, they're. they're <laughs> <laughs> they're they're clean, but I think they're only clean because the people that he's passing are just trying to stay out of his way. You know, I mean, he's. It, I don't know. Uh, he, he skates by it with some of them, but you know, once well, again, he was super strong at the beginning of the race, and then just started yeah. to fade towards the end yeah. as it went on. Well, you know, my buddies and I, um, we started watching, you know, MotoGP a long, long time ago, and at one point there was a. Uh, a rider named Sete Giberno, which I'm sure you know the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Jerez in 2005 is, is very... <laughs> well, so what we took to calling when people were making hard moves, like, oh, he just gibbernoed him. <laughs> so, because, cause, you know, Rossi put a hard move on Sete yeah. Giberno. Um, that's the adventure. So, that, that's where the dangle came from. That's right. So it was, it was really... Um, so we use that term to this day. We still use it. But I, I told my buddy the other day, I was like, we're going to have to change that gibbernode to Gerloft if he doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but so, you know, I think 
to your point about Jan on Chu, he does he is aggressive and sometimes a little overly aggressive, but right. I I don't see you know, until you take people out, you don't get that reputation. Now he does have the reputation of being a little bit aggressive in that paddock. I, I see writers shake their head at him a lot. Um but hey, everybody's mad when you're a winner. So but he's not winning. But everybody's mad when you pass him, so it's fine. Uh Nikki Tooley finished the race. He finished in ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how to say this guy's name, Sebastian, uh, the other part of Evan brothers. Um, and he finished in 10th. So good for him. Krumenacher did not crack the top 10 in race. Why, why, why? What do you think? What was the problem? Well, we're blaming bikes, so let's blame the bike. I mean, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, is it Krumenacher's bike? Is that what it was? I mean, okay. yeah, obviously it looks super strong and ass. I mean, just didn't have it this weekend, you know. So maybe new track. I don't know if he's ridden here before. Right. I don't know what kind of, you know. Yeah, condi- sure, absolutely. Once again, we can come back into conditions and have that conversation again. You know, maybe they weren't ideal. We don't know. So, um, yeah. Or, excuse me. Yeah. You may know uh, because you're in all of your infinite wisdom, but uh, personally, I'm not privy to those those insights. Well, I don't want to share all my secrets with you, but what I will say is that I, I think at race one, as an overview, I, I truly believe that Odendahl wouldn't have won that race if not for the red flag, so he needs to right. count his blessings. Uh, I was happy to see Gonzalez get his first podium, nope. Nope. even though he thought he was going to win. Uh, and then, you know, it was it was the end of a Gerder's win streak, but... It wasn't like he was riding poorly. It just felt like the whole race to me that he was just waiting. He was like, I got I got this, you know, super soft tire on. I'm going to wait. Uh, and then in race two, we saw what he would have, I think, probably done uh, in race one. And oh, in yeah. race two, yeah. a girder wins. Odendahl was second. Gonzalez was third for his second podium. Uh, and I, I just <laughs> knew... There's no way a girder was going to wait that long again. So I just knew. I, he was I, like, no. I've got a theory. I've got a theory about Dominica Girder. This guy is fantastic at tire management. He right? really is. Do you know why you... he's fantastic at tire management? Mm-mm. Because his head Please. is so far off the bike, whenever he is leaned over in a turn, <laughs> he is he a is helmet checking, dragger. He is checking his tires. He is looking at that that sidewall, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm good. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait. That that doesn't look too bad. There's not that's not flaking too much." And well, I say I say that in jest. Right. I say that in jest. But no, his I mean, his riding he, style is definitely unique. He oh, is it's, way off the bike. He's so fun to watch, you know. And his head's all cranked yeah. over to the side. It's not that he's he's not even keeping his horizon, you know. I mean he's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's he can hear it's the buffalo crazy. coming. His ears that close to the ground. That, you know? That's right. That's right. Well, I think he does a great job of holding the pace down to keep him from having to uh, up the pace to wear the tires out. Mm-hmm. Because if you watched him in race two, he got out front and he just let all those guys hang around. They were like, "Well, the times are in the one thirty sixes and one thirty sevens, and you know it's much slower than yesterday." And then all of a sudden, Dami's like, "Okay, I got." I got nine laps, ten laps to go. Punch it, you know. Yeah, and he did not have and, the fastest lap of the race by you know by a nope. couple tenths either. You know, uh, both no. Gonzalez yep. and Odendahl had faster laps than he did. But though, their so. faster laps were early on. Yeah, and, and and he somehow managed to stay in front of him. I think that's the magic of Dami right now, and I think that's what he's doing well this year. So, you know, he wins his was that seventh race win or sixth race win this year, um, and he did a great job. I. 
Again, Caracasulo, uh, notable, finishing in the top 10. He was a sixth, so really better than he had finished all year with that other team. Um, we almost saw a fight in the gravel pit at turn one between uh, <laughs> with Cluzel. He was <laughs> mad as a hornet. That was great. Um, and but but to be fair, the guy that was trying to pass him or that move that the guy was making on the inside there. Hang on, uh, Manfredi, Muppet. That <laughs> I mean, Cluzel got Gerloft right there for sure. And you know it's not his fault, and he was not happy about it, but. Whatever. Um, another top 10 for Anchu. In eighth place, we had uh, Nikki Tooley. Valentin DeBees from Moto America. You know him. He was in the top 10. He was number seven. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, did you have any thoughts other than what I just expounded upon there? No, no. I, I completely agree with everything. Um, kind of had the same sentiments as well. I'm glad yeah. to see the DeBees. You know, this, I think it was this. Was this his first weekend riding again with First Super weekend, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he crashed so, in race one. I didn't want to bring it up, but, you know, he crashed in race one. But what he did do, um, you know, he he evidently has been winning everything overseas. So it's been crazy, but he's been winning the French championships and, and all these other championships. And, it's good and to so see he him got back this ride. It is good to then, see him. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was excited to see that. Well, you know what? I think we can uh, stop talking about... Uh, our world superbike there, and then let's just move on over to MotoGP.